The following is a special presentation of Hawaii Pacific University Athletics, powered by the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Hawaii Pacific Health presents HPU Softball, brought to you by Kapili Solar Roofing and Painting, building peace of mind one roof at a time. Pioneer Electric, providing Hawaii's contractors with top quality supplies since 1964. And Hawaii Pacific Health, creating a healthier Hawaii. Now let's go to the field on Hawaii Sports Radio Network on AM760 and 95.1 FM and online at hawaiisportsradio.com. Welcome back to Sand Island Park. Kyle Galdera and Paul Brecht here with you on this suddenly beautiful Saturday afternoon. It was a bit of a wet morning, turned into this nice afternoon for softball. HPU dropped the first game to visit Western Washington by the count of 4 to nothing in our first game of the doubleheader, and here we are for the back end of the double dip. And, Paul, if Western Washington is going to be as strong as they were in the first game, how does HPU counter that? Because they've been overwhelmed this entire season, especially when it comes to trying to hit the outside pitch. Well, first things first, you have to take care of uh, your business, right? A lot of the runs scored in the last game by Western Washington, they came off of HPU mistakes, whether that be uh, walks to open up innings, they be errors, dropped balls, stuff like that comes around to hurt you against good teams. And so far this season, Western Washington has proved to be exactly that a good team so first things first you got to take care of business on the defensive side and then uh, outside of that you got to get something going before later on in the game right only two hits and a walk in the last game against these guys that we just saw so if you are the Sharks you want to get something going offensively speaking of taking care of business we'll do just that and be right back with first pitch this is HPU Shark Softball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network to maintain a quality home or commercial building, it all starts at the top. Kapili Solar Roofing and Painting is a trusted, local family-owned business that offers a complete range of services, including roof repairs and replacements, solar panels, and painting. With almost 15 years of service, their team of specialists can be counted on to provide the highest quality solutions to fit your needs. Visit kapiliroof.com to schedule your free estimate. Kapili Roofing, building peace of mind, one roof at a time. Now back to Hawaii Pacific University, Shark Softball, presented by Hawaii Pacific Health, creating a healthier Hawaii on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Back here at Sand Island Park, our second game is just underway. First pitch sailing in there by starter Haley Yoshida from HBU at 3.38 p.m., 77 degrees here at first pitch, and the first batter for Western Washington. Kinsey Williams pops up out of play, caught nicely by the HBU catcher Savannah Salier-Kovacs for out number one, and a good start there. I mentioned the starter for HBU, Haley Yoshida, the right-handed hurler coming into this game, the freshman, a six ERA, 0-1 on the year. Six innings pitch so far, looking to get her winning way started with the Sharks. A whoa, high and tight pitch to Isabel, Isabel Cargill there, the right fielder for Western Washington. And I mentioned 77 degrees. It's a nice change from this morning when it was very wet here at Sand Island. So big mahalo goes out to Battery Bill, Hawaii's trusted source for portable power. As we move from Howard Aokita Field here to Sand Island, we're using the EcoFlow Pro from Battery Bill to keep our 
broadcast online here, so a big mahalo to the team at Battery Bills. Visit one of their three locations at Mapunapuna, Nimitz, and Hilo. And also a big mahalo goes out to Marino softball coach John Uekawa and his team for allowing HPU to use this field. The only thing Coach Jarnett Lono asks from HPU is next time if they can get a porta potty in place. So any sponsors out there, feel free to give Coach Shorty a ring. Top of the first inning just underway here. HPU fell to Western Washington 4 to nothing in game one. This ball popped out of play here at the Sand Island Field by Isabel Cargill. Savannah Salier-Kovac staying in this game to catch for HPU despite taking a foul ball off the ankle, and she is still limping around a bit, so we'll keep an eye on that. But for the moment, no major injury news to report for HPU, and that's always a good thing. That sports injury report is brought to you by Hawaii Pacific Health, creating a healthier Hawaii. So looking in is Haley Yoshida. Now delivers this ball fly to left again. And the strong winds on this 77-degree afternoon in Honolulu push it out of bounds, out of play, as we've seen throughout the day in our first game. Paul, you know, a lot of foul balls that probably could have been caught on a normally calm day have been pushed out of play. Spot on once again, Kyle. The wind has played a big factor uh, moving around the ball, playing some tricks on the ball thus far today. We see it once again there as that one makes its way all the way out of play past the fence. So ahead of the count, actually even on the count, two and two is Williams, pardon me, Yoshida to Cargill. Williams was the first batter for Western Washington who popped out and now the count goes full to the junior right fielder, the left-handed hitter. HP wearing their all black Nike uniforms with the white trim and white socks. The Vikings wearing white pants and white helmets, but dark blue jerseys. Here's the full count pitch. It is grounded up the middle. Nice backhand by Brandy Leong over to first base in time. The beautiful stretch there by the first baseman for HPU, Tiare Hernandez for out number two. What a gem of a play to start this game for the Sharks defense. All around fantastic play for sure as Leong ranges up the middle to her right, gets the ball and then a quick transfer and throw to first base uh, coupled with a beautiful stretch by Hernandez for the second out of the top of the first. So here comes Haley Rath for Western Washington. Two quick outs recorded by HPU in our second game. HPU 0-8 on the season, all non-conference action compared to the Vikings, 5-3 on the campaign. Western Washington, one of the better pitching squads, not only in the conference, but in the nation, as this ball is whacked to left all the way up against the fence. However, that wind again doing its work in favor of HPU, pushing that ball into foul territory. Yeah, they're certainly doing a favor for the Sharks as that one really carried out to left field and then all of a sudden tailed off to the left out of play uh, instead of it being extra bases perhaps a home run just a long strike for Raff. Haley almost had HPU feeling the wrath on that one but luckily a foul ball I was talking about the pitching performance of Western Washington they're leading their conference in ERA sub 1-5 on the year and 
more importantly, number 16 in the nation coming into this game. So a very tough opponent for HBU as this ball just a bit outside by Haley Oshida. And I bring that up because it's even more important for the Sharks' defense and pitching to try to hold the Vikings down so that HPU can try to get something going on offense and try to get their first win of the year. Absolutely. You have to play complementary ball every side of the ball, especially uh, in this one as that ball is low and away and Wrath draws a walk. Uh, you can't afford to give free passes all the time against a good team like this Western Washington unit. And there's a reason they're scheduled on HPU's uh, you know, schedule. This is a team who's going to test the Sharks early on, force them to get better. And that walk will bring up the number four hitter, Kanelihua Pitoy, out of Roosevelt. I mentioned this in the first game, but HPU's head coach, Jarnett Lono, is a product of Roosevelt as well. I believe going back to 1995 is when Coach Lono played there, even though she still looks about 20 years old, 21 years old maybe, you know. That's all you can ever ask for yeah. is to age well. Sports keep you young, and Coach Lono definitely involved in sports. Although this year, as the first pitch is down low to Pitoy, Coach Lono might be uh, aging a bit after some of the stress she's gone through trying to get her team to adjust to hitting the outside pitch, and we'll get to more of that when HPU does come up to bat. But Coach Lono, a former All-American performer at the D2 level at HPU, so she can definitely translate her skills and her knowledge to the players here with the Sharks as this ball is fouled away by Pitoy down the left field line. You hear the helicopter buzzing above. Our Sand Island location today is basically located a few hundred feet away from the beach and a few miles away from the Honolulu International Airport. So there's a lot of uh, wind and air traffic going on around us, but definitely happy to be playing softball on what has been a wet week here in Hawaii. Ball outside and they throw down the first by Salier Kovacs. Not in time. Nice job diving back there by Rath. I like the check there though by Salier Kovacs. Uh, just making sure Rath is paying attention over there as well. Uh, making sure that she knows that uh, Kovacs knows she's there. And this grounder over to third base is picked up and tossed across. Nice job there on the defense by HBU. That was Jewel Larson from the hot corner to first base for out number three. And down go the Vikings. No runs in the first. We'll be back with the home half of the opening inning. This is HBU Shark Softball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. You're listening to HBU Softball brought to you in part by Kapili Solar Roofing and Painting on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, AM 760, 95.1 FM, and HawaiiSportsRadio.com. Back here at Sand Island, Kyle Galdera and Paul Brecht here with you on this Saturday afternoon. Stepping up to the plate for HBU, leading things off, Tiare Hernandez. She was our pioneer electric electrifying player of the game in game one. She collected both of HBU's two hits on the first game. And we'll try to keep that hot swinging start going for the Sharks. Yeah, Hernandez being rewarded for her game one performance, getting a little bump in the lineup here. She's going to lead things off for the Sharks to get things started in the bottom of the first inning, and she hopes to carry that same success she saw at the plate the first game here into the second. And pitching for Western Washington to start this game is Hanako Hirai. She's a junior with basically one out recorded so far this season, so it's her first start. 
and what we expect to be her first lengthy action of the year. So Hernandez, the right-hander, facing the left-handed hurler, Hirai. And that ball taken outside quickly ahead of the count for Hernandez, 2-0. Hernandez uh, has shown a propensity at the plate to be aggressive, but I like the patience here to start things out in this one, especially after a game where HPU really struggled to get anything going on the offensive side. Hernandez swinging a hot bat, barely misses getting that ball in down the line for a double. It's going to be a long foul ball. But I really like the aggressive approach by Hernandez. She's a sophomore playing first base after playing the first game at third base. Getting some action at each corner here today for the Sharks uh, is Hernandez. And She's a confident player, and she's up there dancing, smiling no matter what, but then as soon as the pitch comes, she's locked in. That ball taken outside. You mentioned the, the swagger by Hernandez, and it's definitely earned. It's not like she's out there just kind of showboating and not backing it up. She can play her defense at both corners and do a great job at the plate as well. She's leading the team with a 318 average. Leading the team with seven hits so far. Trying to add to that total here. She grounds it to third. Picked up at the hot corner by Davis all the way across to retire Hernandez. For <coughs> Pardon me, out number one. Yeah, nice play there by Davis firing it across to get a hustling Hernandez. We mentioned it in the first game when she stole a couple of bases. Hernandez, not exactly the speediest of the players on the HPU roster, but somebody who's really going to bust it down the line to try and get there and puts up a pretty good speed down the line. That'll bring up Emily Wheat, the freshman who had a pinch hit appearance and stayed in to play second base in our first game today. Wheat put the ball in play in her first appearance uh, today during that pinch hitting appearance in game one, but ball held up in the air once again. We saw that wind tra playing tricks on the softball. And this one grounded foul by Wheat. A nice pickup by Coach Shorty in the third base coach's box. Still got it. Yeah, the All-American infielder trying to translate that success to her current shiver of sharks the pitcher for the Vikings Hirai looks at her wristband for the pitch now a foul ball by Wheat puts her in a two strike hole that swing there by Wheat just kind of a half swing it seemed like not a lot of confidence behind it and if you are the freshman up there right now you got to go into this at bat with confidence that's something that We've seen Hernandez do for these Sharks, and it's something that I think her teammates should emulate as this one goes on. So this ball slapped to the left side, and I believe it's going to be ruled an infield hit because even if those fielders who converged on the ball would have made a play, that was the third baseman Davis and the shortstop Raff, it would have been too late. So a nice job hustling down the line by Wheat. She gets the first hit of the game for HPU and here the Sharks go with some offense finally in the first inning. Yeah, Wheat there says, what do you know, Paul? And <laughs> kind of half swing again, a little dribbler between short and third and uh, perfectly placed, almost 
couldn't have placed it down better if she went out there and dropped it herself. Nice hustle down the line to pick up the first hit of this second game for the Sharks. Stepping in now, Tita Saunders, the left fielder for HPU, showing bunt. Left-handed hitter facing the lefty pitcher. Pulls it back and takes strike one. Pardon me, ball went down low. I thought it was a strike, but it must have been a little low beneath the knees. Here, the patience of the Sharks paying off against Hirai, who, uh, you mentioned it, not a ton of action thus far, just one-third of an inning pitched before uh, this game. She's matched that with one out here in the first inning. That ball in the dirt, a 2-0 advantage for Saunders now. Pitcher Hanako Hirai trying not to fall behind here early. Conversely, the Sharks looking to do exactly what they couldn't do in game one and get this offense going early on. Already a base hit here in the bottom of the first. This pitch is lined down the left field line into left field for a base hit. So just like that, Saunders gets a hit and runners on first and second, one out here in the first inning. No score yet, but the Sharks are threatening. Exactly this type of start that Coach Lono was looking for for her HPU team as the Sharks, two hits, they've already matched their total offensive output from the first game uh, recording these two hits. Now all of a sudden you have Yoshida an opportunity to help herself out. The pitcher uh, steps into the plate or steps into the box. Yeah, Coach Lono shaking up the lineup a bit. Instead of DH in her designated playering for the pitcher, she's instead letting Sally or Kovacs rest and focus on defense and letting her pitcher Yoshida hit for herself. And with runners on first and second, I wonder if maybe we'll get a hit and run here, maybe a bunt action, something to get the runners going and put the defense. Put some pressure on the defense. Nice secondary leads taken by both runners. That's Saunders off of first and Wheat off of second. That ball well outside taken by Yoshida. Yoshida crowding the plate in the right-handed batter's box. Showing bunt again. Now pulls it back. She swings and a miss and then a fake throw by the catcher. Luckily, no pickoff opportunity for HP on the base pass. And this is something interesting that I'm just now noticing. Uh, the catcher now for Western Washington also left-handed, so a full left-handed battery for the Vikings between their pitcher and catcher. Hirai looks at her wristband, now comes home. It's slapped to the right side, but out of play. Yoshida continues to hit with two strikes. And a great chance to help herself here, knowing that, again, Western Washington is very good on the pitching and defensive side. So if the Sharks could get an early run or two here, it would definitely give the home team an advantage. Here's the two-strike pitch, and it's grounded up the middle. Picked up nicely. A good job there by the pitcher, Hirai, going to third for out number two. So Yoshida reaches on the fielder's choice, but... That's the second out for the Sharks here in the first. Yeah, great heads-up play there by the pitcher for the Vikings. Uh, Hirai grounds it calmly, or fields it calmly and fires it over to Davis at third to get the lead runner, pick up the second out of the inning. And now it's essentially the same situation as if you just picked up a strikeout. First and second, two outs now uh, as Tanigawa steps to the plate. Yeah, Kanoi Tanigawa, the shortstop, swings and misses at 
pitch number one. Takes a deep breath and looks at her bat. Now steps back in the batter's box. Hirai trying to get out of this inning unscathed after allowing two singles. This pitch way outside. Hirai continues to try and attack that outside part of the plate. She just hasn't had the same control that we saw Ramirez have in that first game, and obviously for the Sharks, allowing them to get a little bit more success here early on. So here's the pitch. Runners on first and second. It's in the dirt again, and a frustrated Hirai snaps her glove a bit as she gets that return throw from her catcher. Kanoe Tanagawa hitting 0-56 on the season, just one hit. It would be a great opportunity for hit number two for her. And this ball taken well outside, ball three. You mentioned it, the senior hitting under 100 on the season, and uh, it's just not the way you want to start out your senior campaign, but luckily for her, something that can be turned around really, really quick, and right here an opportunity to do some damage and pick up your second hit of the season and potentially an RBI. This ball slapped to the right side, but out of play. A nice job with the line drive there by Tanigawa. You can hear the catcher there, Rachel Christensen, letting her defense know two out. We're still scoreless here in the first inning. And Tanigawa back in there with the Full count and slaps us onto the right side just foul. Fortunately for her, it was foul because Brooke Fessenbeck picked it up and stepped on first base rather easily. So Tanigawa gets another bite at the apple here. Full count, so that'll mean runners will be moving. Two outs, runners on first and second. Not quite bases loaded yet. Tanigawa digs in. Here's the payoff pitch. It's lined up the middle, but picked up on the ground by Hirai over to first base. And a nice job there by the pitcher getting two ground ball outs to her and retiring HPU in the first. Still no score. We'll be back. This is the HPU Shark Softball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Back here to Sand Island Park, and before we get you started with the second inning, let's pause 10 seconds for a station identification. You're listening to HBU Shark Softball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. KGU AM K236CR Honolulu is the Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM 760. Kyle Galdera and Paul Brecht here with you live in the second half of our doubleheader. HPU and Western Washington tied at one here in the top of the second. Leading off for the Vikings is Brooke Fessenbeck. If you're just tuning in, the Sharks fell to the Vikings 4 to nothing in our first game. And are trying to bounce back here not only to split the doubleheader, but to potentially get their first win of the season. 0-8 so far are the Sharks in 2023. Yeah, tough uh, long California road trip to start the season out for HPU now finally returning back home dropping their home opener but uh, opportunity here to even things up in the second game and a nice start from Haley Yoshida who kept the uh, Vikings bats at bay in the first inning. Yeah Yoshida falling behind here three and one to Fessenbeck instead of California dreaming it was a California nightmare for the Sharks 0-7 on that West Coast road trip. 
As this one taken on the corner, moving the count full, three and two. Nice job battling back there by Yoshida, not giving in. So Fessen back, back in with a full count, faking the bunt. Here's the payoff pitch, and it is grounded back our way at our broadcast position here. Again, mahalo to the Marino softball coach and the Hawaii Softball Foundation, uh, John Uekawa, availing this field to HBU for this game. Normally, the Sharks play at Howard Aokita Field on the windward side, but it's still partially underwater with all the rain we've had throughout the week, so an awesome option here at Sand Island Park. The field has finally started to dry out as this pitch is grounded foul. Another foul ball by Fessenbeck. She stays alive as the number five hitter acting here as the leadoff batter in the second inning. Yeah, and acting as the leadoff batter, you always want to try and get things going early on in the inning in your ups for your team. And Fessenbeck doing a nice job here battling at the plate. Started out uh, up ahead in the count and now... Uh, couple of foul balls here as she fights against Yoshida. So another payoff pitch is grounded just foul and a nice job there by Salier Kovacs of at least trying to get it and tag out the runner the savvy senior doing a great job of managing the pitching staff for HPU in this young season and the good thing for HPU is even though they're starting 0-8 if they can win the Pac West, that erases a negative start. And speaking of negative starts, that's going to be a leadoff walk to Fessenbeck. And I say that only because you normally like to have a strong non-conference season to help your case as an at-large. But because the whole West Coast, including the Pac West, is so strong, the odds of getting a berth as a basically a uh, non-qualifier are slim to none. So. HPU is trying to build up its resume, get tough as a team, and then go into PacWest play on a high note that way. Yeah, you don't want to say non-conference play uh, doesn't necessarily matter, but it, it is an opportunity for teams to get tune-ups, get better, and come together in the beginning of the season before those conference games and the auto bids come into play. And we're going to get a pinch runner here. It's going to be Michaela... Ligenberg, number 20, running for the Vikings here. That pitch to the next batter, Davis, the third baseman for Western Washington. Just a bit high and outside. So an interesting move there by the Western Washington coaching staff of bringing in a pinch runner already, knowing that getting a run here early will help their pitchers as this ball is flied to right field and drifting all the way to the right field line is the right fielder Hoku Ching making the catch for out number one here in the second inning. Good tracking there by Ching coming in uh, to the ball settling under it and then putting it away with two hands fundamentals are uh, key especially in games like this where some runs are going to be so hard to come by. So that out will bring up Christensen, the catcher, that's Rachel Christensen, the left-handed backstop. Haley Yoshida surveys her wristband, now a fake bunt. And because of the fake bunt, it drew the middle infielders to the corners, 
and that left second base wide open. So it was essentially a fake bunt setting up a stolen base by the speedy Lugenberg. Yeah, right there, uh, essentially giving up a strike, offering the bunt attempt, but uh, like you said, a really smart play because it gives you a free stolen base. So Christensen now with the runner in scoring position at second and one out. Top of the second, no score so far. Western Washington trying for the sweep of the Sharks here today at Sand Island, but HPU on the flip side trying to get the doubleheader split and their first win of the campaign. Fake bunt shown by Christensen. Pulled back, now slapped to the right side. Out of play down the first baseline. A strikeout here or something that doesn't allow the runner uh, to advance once again be really big for the Sharks uh, get that second out of the inning and still leave a little bit of room uh, just in case contact is made and uh, an error is made on that uh, uh, ensuing batter you don't want that runner on third base to be able to score Here this pitch is popped up in the middle of the infield and it's gonna fall so what could have been on, on a normal day just a regular pop-up is going to fall in for an infield single. A nice diving effort there by Kanoi Tanegawa. But because the wind just knocked that pop-up down, it actually becomes a short single to shortstop. A really short single to shortstop. And a, a tough play there for Tony Gawa to try and make as not only does she have to uh, combat the wind, the sun, but she also has to keep in mind a runner out near second base who was kind of messing around uh, just to get in her head. This ball grounded to third. A nice play by the shortstop ranging over. That's Tanigawa. She went all the way to the line and then tossed it over to the third baseman, Jewel Larson, for the fielder's choice. And that was tricky because if the play wasn't made by Tanigawa, that ball would have scored it into left field and might have scored a run. Yeah, a really nice play ranging to her right by Tanigawa. And then uh, a nice job by Larson getting onto the bag to or for the force and the second out. And HPU gets the lead runner. That'll bring up the ninth batter, Taylor Karani. Karami, pardon me, for Western Washington. She's the center fielder, a speedster, batting ninth, hitting left-handed. She grounds this one just foul behind the plate. Karami also gave Taylor Thompson some issues in game one, although not necessarily uh, coming up with hits in the box score, put up long at-bats consistently in that first game to make Thompson work. Here comes the pitch, and this one is flied to left. Will it get out of play? It does, fortunately for the Sharks, because that would have scored too easily had it had fallen in. Very fortunate as both runners going at full speed with two outs and like you said Kyle that one drops in hard to believe that both wouldn't have scored there and we talked about it in game one this WWU team does not give up a whole lot of runs so to keep them off the board early is going to be really important for the Sharks. They did that bottom or top of the first inning looking to do the same here in the top of the second. Here's the 0-2 pitch to Karami just a bit outside a nice take there. Runners on first and second, two out. HPU trying to hold the Vikings scoreless. Still scoreless in the second inning. 
Wind still blowing in from center field. This one taken high and away. Deuce is wild now. Two balls, two strikes, two outs here in inning number two. And now you get into some strange territory if you're Yoshida because you still have one pitch that you can play with, but you also don't want to put yourself in a position where you're forced to throw a strike on a 3-2 count. So got to be careful here with your pitch. This ball's lined up the middle, but snagged out of midair by Haley Yoshida for out number three. A good job there by the catcher reacting and saving a run and again holding the Vikings scoreless here in the second inning. This is HPU Shark Softball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Sand Island Park. HPU looking again on the scoreboard for the first time, not only in this game, but today being shut out 4 nothing in our first game of the doubleheader. Now here we are in inning number two. No score yet, but the Sharks looking to change that as the senior Brandy Leong steps to the plate, the second baseman. Trying to get something started for the Sharks here. Leong hitting 143 to start the season. Trying to improve on that average as he takes his strike in the outside corner. This inning brought to you by Kapili Solar Roofing and Painting, Hawaii's best roofer, building peace of mind, one roof at a time. Leong, we saw in game one, uh, make a lot of defensive plays, show a lot of her uh, range on defense, but offensively, much like all the other Sharks, couldn't get a ton going there against Ramirez as she gets her first opportunity here in game two. She's going to probably try and see as many pitches as she can, especially considering this pitcher's handedness is opposite what she saw game one. You mentioned the starter, Hanako Hirai, left-handed pitcher against the right-handed Leong, who slaps this one foul down the right field line. Coach Jarnett Lono giving her hitter some advice on how to approach this pitch. One and two the count. Leong back in the batter's box. Defense playing straight away. And here's the one-two pitch. It is way in the dirt, even before not only the plate, but the batter's box. And Leong wisely laid off of that one. Uh, he arrived as soon as she let that one go. Looks directly at Christensen, her catcher, and kind of taps her chest, says, my bad on that pitch. As, like you mentioned, that one found dirt before it found uh, its way over the plate. So here's the 2-2 pitch on Leong leading off in the second. Lines it to the left side, but gobbled up by the third baseman. A nice play and a nice strong throw by Amaya Davis across the way to Fessenbeck for out number one here in the second for the Sharks. Sharks have consistently tested Davis over at the hot corner today. and Davis, to her credit, has answered the call every single time, uh, has not even misplayed a ball yet, let alone uh, thrown one away. So nice job by the uh, Vikings third baseman thus far through a game and an inning and an out. In steps Hoku Ching, the right fielder for the Sharks. She grounds it to the left side into the six hole. A nice job by the shortstop, but an overthrow. It's going to be ruled a hit as Ching was hustling all the way. And that's another infield hit for the Sharks. A good job by Ching getting on, getting some offense going for HBU. Obviously not the best throw by Rath, uh, but like you mentioned, it was going to be tough to get the speeding Ching anyway as she sprinted down the line, beat that one out. And now the third hit of the game uh, just in the second inning for the Sharks. Jewel Larson now up to bat. 
the third baseman. She did a good job in center field in our first game today. Now playing the hot corner as Shane gets a big secondary lead out for first. Yeah, Coach Lono clearly trusts her trusts Larson defensively, putting her in two of the toughest spots to play and obviously trusts the arm of Larson as well. Uh, we saw her show off the cannon a little bit on uh, her in the first game with a throw to home from center field. So here comes the Hirai pitch. It's going to be popped up to the right side. Will the wind take it out? Yes, it does. That's good news for HPU. We mentioned southerly winds today here on Oahu, so a bit of a different approach than the normal trade winds, which at this field normally blow left to right. These winds today blowing in from center and sometimes left center field. So any ball down the right field line is going to be pushed out. Any ball down the left field line is going to be held up. So Larson back in there, taking this one way outside for another ball. Larson has done a nice job fighting at the plate today as well, although she also, much like her Sharks teammates, have not or has not found much success at the plate uh, in terms of hits, uh, continues to put up good at bat after good at bat, and eventually that process will pay off. The ball just a bit outside, a good eye there by Larson. Got to give a shout-out to Coach Dean Sato listening in. He's the former Mililani baseball coach, checking us out on HSRN and admiring some of our pictures on social media of this great field here at Sand Island Park. So, again, props to the Marino team and Coach John Uekawa for keeping it in such good shape. And this ball grounded up the middle. A nice glove side scoop and flip by the second baseman there. That was picked up by Pitoy and used her momentum to flick it over for the fielder's choice to the shortstop. And she had to do that because if she would have barehanded it, the runner would have been safe. Yeah, a really nice heads-up play. You set it by Pitoy there to quickly transfer that ball to Rath at shortstop at second base to get the lead runner. And you mentioned it's the only way that the out was going to be made because Ching... Uh, bearing down their neck uh, almost all the way to the second base. And here steps in Genesis Guerrero, the freshman from HPU, looking for her first hit as a shark. What a great opportunity to do that if she could here, especially, and I know I'm asking a lot, but how about a double in the gap to not only get her first hit, but her first HPU RBI? Yeah, it would be a heck of a way to start out her Sharks career and really help out this HPU team who has struggled early on on offense. Guerrero takes another ball down low. She's wearing number 18 today, batting left-handed. So far, she's played in four games. This is now her fifth with only two at-bats, so her third at-bat of her HPU career coming up. And the pitch is swung on and missed. A healthy cut by Guerrero. But again, the outside pitch, which was swung at right there, is something that has really hampered HPU so far this season. And the Sharks are going to have to adjust their approach if they're going to try to get their first win today after starting the year 0-8. Absolutely. And Guerrero, you mentioned it, just two at-bats this season. Those two at-bats ended in strikeouts, looking to avoid that same fate here. Another ball in the dirt thrown by Hirai. And a big smile on her face as she thanks her catcher Christensen for stopping that potential wild pitch and keeping the runner, Larson, anchored at first base. Anyone? 
So a big pitch coming up here. Guerrero ahead in the count, two and one. Grounds it to third. Picked up by Davis over to first. And another strong defensive effort there at the hot corner by Amaya Davis. Shuts down the Sharks in the second. We're still scoreless, and we'll be back with the top of the third. This is HPU Sharks Softball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Calling all women. Hawaii's premier women's race will be back in person this year. Get healthier, support each other, and have fun at the Hawaii Pacific Health Women's 10K and 5K Fun Run on March 19th at Kapiolani Park. Women of all ages and fitness levels are invited to run, walk, or jog the course. Can't make it in person? There's also a virtual 10K. Sign up today or learn more at hphwomens10k.org. Here's a very special offer for our local college-bound students and families. HPU is Hawaii's top-rated private university. Its graduates have the highest mean salaries of any private or public university here. And now, with HPU's Holomua commitment, your tuition remaining after scholarships and grants is covered by the university. Based on qualified family income, an HPU education could cost the same or less than even a Hawaii State University. Do more with the HPU degree and the Holomua commitment. hpu.edu forward slash Holomua. You're listening to HPU Softball, brought to you in part by Kapili Solar Roofing and Painting on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, AM 760, 95.1 FM, and hawaiisportsradio.com. Welcome back to a sunny Sand Island Park, and quickly starting off the third inning for Western Washington, Kinsey Williams grounds up the middle to the awaiting pitcher, Haley Yoshida, who tosses over to first base for out number one. Nice start there by Hirai. One to three goes the put out. And that'll bring up Isabel Cargill, the junior, hitting 259 on on the season. She grounded out to second base to start this game and now grounds out to first. It's a nice pickup there on a hot shot by Tiare Hernandez. Bobbles it a bit but has plenty of time. Steps on the bag and just like that, two outs. In on three pitches to start the third inning here for Western Washington. That's exactly what you want if you are HPU. We mentioned it last game how important it is to keep these Vikings off of the board and not allow them to get runs early. So far in game two, the Sharks doing exactly that. And Haley Oshida delivers a ball high to Rath, the shortstop who walked in the first inning. Yoshida will try to avoid another two-out walk and avoid any free bases for the Vikings as this pitch is right in the inside corner for a called strike one. And I really like that from Yoshida attacking Wrath here, a 1-1 count. Now she's in and gives you a bunch of different opportunities, a different, different ways you can go with this pitch. And this pitch is on the outside corner for strike two. Wrath didn't like that one and kind of spins out of the batter's box in disgust. And that's what happens in uh, softball, baseball, these sports where uh, umpires, they get to make their own zone, and that's kind of the human part of it, this zone a little bit different from game one. This pitch way outside, even in the count at two and two. So Haley Oshida out of Monterey Park, California. The 5'8 freshman pitcher and utility player trying to retire Western Washington but that's not going to happen as this ball is up, up and aloha for the first home run 
of this game and this series. And a big bomb there by Rath. And she had HBU feeling the Wrath on that one. A deep shot to left field, putting the Vikings up one to nothing. Yeah, the first-year shortstop drilled that one out to left field. And right off the bat, you knew it was going to be trouble. Uh, that one heads over the fence, and all of a sudden the Vikings on the board take a one nothing lead here in the top of the third. And so far, Rath has been undoing HPU because she had the first inning two-out walk, and now a two-out solo home run, and Haley Oshida kind of patting herself on the chest, telling her catcher, my bad, I left that one up, and Rath had no problem depositing it into the lap of a lucky fan in left field. Yeah, and that home run, the first home run by either of these teams this season. Uh, nice job there by Rath as she really put a charge into that one, got it over the field, and got things going here in game two. So with two out, Vikings leading one to nothing. Pitoy now batting. The local girl out of Honolulu playing second base. A great defender and the cleanup hitter uh, showing her offensive skills as well. Wearing the old school blue stirrups on the white socks with the rest of her teammates today. Kind of like that look, taking it back. I was going to say, I just think it is an exceptionally clean look. It looks really, really good. And you know the old saying, Kyle, look good, feel good, play good. And, and so far today, that's exactly what Western Washington has done. So Haley Yoshida trying to regain her confidence in the pitcher's circle. She winds up and delivers. This one slapped right into the glove of Brandon Leong. And that'll retire Western Washington, but not after the Vikings strike first off the solo home run of Wrath. We'll be back. This is HPU Shark Softball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Sand Island. HPU trailing one to nothing here in the home half of the third inning. It'll be back to the top of the order for HPU. Tiari Hernandez about to lead things off. She grounded out to third base to start this game, but had two hits in our first game today. We'll see if she can pick that offensive firepower up again. Hernandez stepping in. And here's the pitch. It's smacked to left and right through the wickets, through the Liki Liki tunnel of the third baseman, Maya Davis. And that is going to be ruled in error as Davis a big smile on her face knowing after all the great plays she's made today, she finally had a miscue, and that's good news for HPU because they have the leadoff batter in Hernandez standing on first base. And I'll put a hand up. That one's on me. I had been just chatting about how great the defense has been today for Western Washington and specifically for Amaya Davis there. That one just straight through the five hole into left field and uh, now a runner on to start things out here in the bottom of the third. That'll bring up Emily Wheat, who promptly fouls her first pitch away. We'll see if Hanako Hirai, the pitcher for Western Washington, can help her squad bounce back after that leadoff error. HPU trailing one to nothing off the big home run of the shortstop for Western Washington, Haley Rath. A fake bunt shown by Wheat, but pulled back. And there it seemed like HPU trying to do a little similar tactic to what we saw Western Washington do, showing Bunt trying to draw both middle infielders away from second base to get a free steal. 
Luckily for Western Washington, they don't fall, or fall for the same trick as Rath stuck it out by second base. And this ball is grounded up the middle. Would it be two? It's over six to four now. Not in time for Wheat, who's hustling down, so it will be a fielder's choice, however, and that gets Hernandez out at second. Yeah, that ball uh, looked like a tailor-made double play ball directly to Rath, but the turn just not quick enough up, or up the middle by the right, pardon, by the Vikings, and uh, HPU continues to have a runner on, just one out here in the top of the third, or the bottom of the third. That'll bring up Tita Saunders, who singled in the first inning. She has a runner on first to try to move in as HPU trailing by one here in the third frame. Ball just a bit outside, a good eye there by Saunders. Tita, the senior left fielder, coming into this game hitting 261. She bumped that up a bit with her single. Looking at her wristband is Hirai, the left-handed pitcher, coming into the left-handed batter and fails to hit the plate yet again, falling behind two to nothing. And this is interesting. So I know playing baseball, I, I was a left-handed batter. I know a lot of times I struggled facing off against left-handed pitchers uh, just because I couldn't pick up the ball the same exact way. I wonder how it is here for Saunders, the left-hander, against the lefty pitcher. And this pitch taken for a strike now in the inside corner. So adjusting nicely is Hirai. The speedy Wheat is on first base, getting a sign from Coach Lono. And a couple of signals late here. I wonder if that might be getting the runner in motion. Wheat does leak out a bit, but doesn't go as the ball is fouled away by Saunders, even in the count at 2-2. Two and two. And there you can see Coach Lono talking to her hitter, telling Saunders, keep your head down, keep your head in. You're kind of pulling off right there, and that's why you're not staying all the way through with good contact. We'll see if she can make the adjustment here. So a big 2-2 pitch coming. It is line to left through the six hole and in for a clean single. A nice job there by Saunders getting her second hit of the game and perhaps more importantly, doing it with two strikes and keeping the HPU rally on the tracks. Yeah, excellent job. Piece of hitting right there. Throws her hands at it, puts it directly through, like you said, the six hole into left field. And now first and second, and Haley Yoshida once again has an opportunity to help herself out. She grounded into a fielder's choice last time up. The starting pitcher will Try to help herself. I thought she hit that off her foot, but not seen by the umpire. No matter, it still results in moving the runners over, though, as it's going to be a 6-3 to three play. That's Rath throwing over to Fessenbeck on the out, and then moves Wheat to third, and Saunders over to second. A productive out there for Yoshida, and now Tony Gallo gets an opportunity to knock in at least one run, try and tie this one up. It'd be a big opportunity right here for the Sharks. So here's Kanoe Tanigawa taking her first pitch outside. She grounded back to the pitcher to end the first inning, and that had stranded two runners on for HPU in the opening frame. 
So far, both teams leaving three runners on base to start this game. HPU trying to address that problem here with runners on second and third. Grounded to second base. And the error by Pitoy. However, it's not an error because she picks it up and tosses to first in time. So what could have been HPU's first run is stopped by the sharp fielding Pitoy, and that holds the score at 3-1 in favor of Western Washington. This is HBU Softball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Now back to Hawaii Pacific University. Shark Softball, presented by Hawaii Pacific Health, creating a healthier Hawaii on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Sand Island, HPU trailing Western Washington one to nothing, top of the fourth inning. The recently re-entered Brooke Fessenbeck, the first baseman she got pinch ran for in the second inning and then came back into the game. HPU's been getting runners on base but haven't brought them in to score yet, and that's why they trail this one one to nothing. A ball right in the outside corner. A nice pitch there by Haley Yoshida. Yoshida's been painting the corners pretty well thus far today. And uh, I'll tell you what, Kyle, as this one has gone on, she has had herself an impressive performance, just the one mistake really, giving up the home run to Rath in the top of the third inning. And we have a defensive change. Uh, Salier Kovacs, the original catcher for HBU, finally getting a break to deal with some of her injuries and she's going to be re replaced by number 16 Camille Losi. So Losi now in at catcher here in the fourth inning. And the pitch is lined to center but snagged by the shortstop. A leaping grab there by Kanoi Tanegawa turned a potential double into the first out of this fourth inning. Cat-like reflexes up the middle by Tanagawa. Does a really nice job tracking that ball and preventing it from being a rocket up the middle. Instead, a rocket right into her glove for the first out here in the top of the fourth. And this will bring up Amaya Davis trying to atone for that error she made last inning, but she was bailed out by her teammates, so that miscue didn't really hurt things for the Vikings. As she smacks this one to center, and fortunately for HPU, the wind knocks that one down. And even though it's a big swing on it, it'll end up in the scorebook as just a long out caught by Taylor, pardon me, for HPU, the left fielder, Noel Tita Saunders, for out number two here in the top of the fourth. And something uh, interesting there is Davis has gotten some good contact, as has the rest of this Vikings lineup here as the game has gone on. Uh, you have to wonder if it's just hard contact directly at people or what. It's It's been a nice job, though, by Yoshida pitching to contact, allowing the defense behind her to make plays. That first pitch in there by Yoshida in for a strike to Christensen. She singled her last time up to start the game. Christensen had been hitting zero on the year. This was her first hit of the season as this ball sails above her helmet even in the count at one and one. For the Vikings, they're looking to start this road trip off with a doubleheader sweep, whereas HPU trying to save the split and get their first win of the campaign. This ball hit to right, 
and the center fielder, Tita Saunders, sprints in and grabs it, and that completes a 1-2-3 inning, keeping the Vikings at bay. We'll be back with the bottom of the fourth. This is HBU Shark Softball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. You're listening to HBU Softball, brought to you in part by Kapili Solar Roofing and Painting on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, AM 760, 95.1 FM, and hawaiisportsradio.com. Back here for the home half of the fourth inning. Kyle Galdera and Paul Brecht with you live. Sharks trailing the Vikings one to nothing. Western Washington out of the GNAC Conference. HPU representing the Pac West. Sharks are trying to get a healthy start to the fourth inning. And it's a good reminder that Hawaii Pacific Health takes the team approach to providing the expert care you need when and where you need it. Together, we're creating a healthier Hawaii. Brandy Leong, the second baseman, steps in there, slaps it to short, hustling down, but a nice play by the shortstop there, Haley Rath, over to Fessenbeck for out number one. Rath has been a vacuum up the middle today, really just covering the entire right side of the infield uh, for the Vikings thus far through two games, or I guess one and a half games. Tell you what, she is an impressive freshman. The uh, the Vikings really have something here in her as she will continue to develop. And quickly a ground ball over to the hot corner. That's scooped up by the sure-handed Amaya Davis over to first. And just like that, two pitches, two outs as Hoku Ching grounds out here in the fourth inning for HBU. Uh, we, we talked about it, how HPU, while they do like to be patient, or they've tried to be patient here today, they've also tried to be aggressive on pitches that they like to hit. But now it, it seems as though Hirai doing a nice job mixing and matching her pitches here to keep the uh, Sharks hitters off balance. Speaking of which, she goes inside corner on the fastball, sneaking one by Larson there for strike number one. And I think she knew that Jewel Larson would be taking one after her two previous teammates got out on the first pitch, respectively. Yeah, a nice way to steal a strike right there. Here's the 0-1 pitch, and it's taken on a check swing for strike two. So Hanako Hirai is dialed in in the pitcher's circle for the Vikings and lets out a big smile as she knows she's really frustrating these Sharks hitters. Yeah, she's had herself an impressive performance here today, giving up some soft contact here and there, but never really letting the Sharks get anything going further. That ball way outside, a pitch trying to get the batter to chase, but the veteran hitter Larson was having none of that. Larson, a sophomore, coming into this game hitting 176. The third baseman grounded into a fielder's choice to start this game in the second inning. And she takes this one to right field, but it's going to hang up there for the waiting fielder. It's going to be caught by Cargill, and that retires HPU 1-2-3 to end the fourth. This is HPU Shark Softball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Sand Island Park. Starting the fifth inning for Western Washington is pinch hitter McKenna Crum. She takes a ball low and then fouls the second pitch off, even in the count at 1-1. One and one. Crum had started our first game today and then came was replaced by Barkham and now Barkham starting this one is replaced by Crum so that eight hole hitter spot is uh, interchangeable between those two players today as the Vikings look to add to their one nothing advantage 
This ball way in the dirt. Bounced in there by Yoshida. HPU yet to score today, losing game one four to nothing, trailing here one to nothing in the top of the fifth. Runs have been tough to come by for the Sharks early on in the season thus far, obviously, as they've opened 0-7, 0-8 now after the opening loss today. And Crum pops this one up into the Bermuda Triangle of the defense, and not only does it fall in, but Crum hustles and is going to get a double because that ball was perfectly placed, hit into this strong wind, and it just died, almost like a 9-iron popped up, dropped in there, no spin to it and Crum hustles in for the CNI double. It's just a very strange play. You said it. The ball hangs up and dies in no man's land between the second baseman, shortstop, and center fielder, and a great hustle and recognition by Crum to see that that ball was falling all the way. She was thinking two all the way. And Taylor Karani up now, probably looking to move the runner over. She does show bunt, then pulls it back as the Haley Yoshida pitch sails way outside. Again, something to keep an eye on is HPU's replacement catcher, Camille Losi, is in there for Salier Kovacs. So we'll see how that affects the pitchers today, including right now Haley Yoshida. And as we mentioned earlier, even though the Vikings only lead by one, with HPU's inability to score on offense, it's almost like every run is about the equivalent of four runs on a average hitting team. As this ball is way high and, high and inside. And what that means is that if the Vikings can get another insurance run here, it almost makes that lead insurmountable the way that HBU has been playing on offense to start this season. Right. It's a couple of things coupled together, right? You have... Obviously, HPU struggles on offense thus far this season, but you also have the excellent pitching that the uh, Vikings have shown off all throughout this early campaign. You've mentioned it multiple times throughout the broadcast, 16th nationally in earned run average. They've been phenomenal. They lead their own conference. It's, it's a team who does not give up runs as it is a team who is already struggling offensively like HPU doesn't really need that. Speaking of struggling, Karami with the walk. So just like that, runners on first and second, nobody out. And then the leadoff hitter, Williams, coming up. She leads the team in average, hitting near 400. So not the batter you want to be facing with two runners on and nobody out. Entering dangerous territory if you are the Sharks. Like you mentioned, Williams batting over 500 on the season, or pardon me, 400 on the season. And she's somebody who is out there because of what she can do with the bat, the designated player today for the Vikings. This ball bunted, but it'll be caught by the catcher. Three players converged there and almost like a magic trick. We had to wait to see who revealed the ball, but it was Losi picking up that ball and a nice job not only getting the out but preventing the sacrifice which would have moved the runners over now they stay put with one out yeah nice call there Kyle as we had to wait to see which HPU Shark defender came up with the ball luckily for the Sharks they did in fact come up with the ball for the first out here in the inning that'll bring up Isabel Cargill the right fielder the junior as she fakes a bunt takes ball one side 
I talked about this a little bit in the first game, how bunting is a little bit different here in softball, a little bit more effective as an offensive uh, measure, just because you can oftentimes turn it into a hit, and it also causes such chaos on the defensive side uh, where it, it puts things into, I said it, pure chaos. And this ball outside by Yoshida, so the pitcher is struggling a bit to find her zone. She gave up a leadoff double to McKenna Crum, and then a Karami walk, followed by a bunt pop-out by Williams. And that's how we're set here with one out. Top of the fifth, Vikings leading HPU, one to nothing. Runners on first and second. This ball fouled away by Cargill. Good job bouncing back there by Yoshida. Yeah, Yoshida going directly at the hitter. Not scared of Cargill despite being down in the count. And uh, that's the type of mindset you're going to need, especially in uh, a game where against a team like Western Washington, they have a lot of competitive, really good at-bats. You have to be mentally prepared for those, for the toil that you're going to go through. And this pitch taken low and away. And the tough part here for HPU is if Cargill reaches and she has a 3-1 count, then you have to face Rath, who's provided the solo home run and Western Washington's lone run of the game. So it's not like you can pitch around Carga here because even more offensive firepower awaits on deck. It's just good lineup building. And here's the 3-1 pitch. It's lined to right, and there is the right fielder ranging over there. A good job tracking it by Hoku Ching, and thankfully that win knocked it down a bit. Otherwise... That ball would have headed all the way to the fence for an easy double. Yeah, once again, we see the ball being held up in the air because of the wind. And uh, there for HPU, they pick up their second out and prevent more runs being scored because of that. Very lucky for the Sharks. So that'll bring up the aforementioned Haley Rath, the shortstop. The freshman who homered and has walked today. A perfect start for her second game. As this ball is taken for a strike on the outside corner. This is our second game of doubleheader action. Thankfully getting it in today as the weather has lightened up a bit. A lot of blue sky compared to the gray clouds that were hovering over earlier today. As this ball is swung on and missed. A strike thrown there by Yoshida. And we moved to Sand Island because Howard Aokita Fields was underwater. There's no power here on site. So we have to give a big shout-out to Battery Bill, Hawaii's trusted source for portable power, for letting us use their EcoFlow Pro as part of our partnership on HSRN, keeping us on air as we get you this doubleheader action. Another ball tossed by Yoshida. Visit one of their three Battery Bill locations in Mapunapuna, Nimitz, and Hilo. Thanks to Battery Bill for keeping us powered up today on air and online. Speaking of power, Wrath standing back in there. Home run power for sure as she fouls this one away. And a good job there by Yoshida of being aggressive but not too aggressive where you serve up something that Wrath can really do damage with. And you really read my mind. Uh, I like how Yoshida is being aggressive uh, because... You have to be that, but you also don't want to leave one over the plate because, as we've seen, Wrath is just a freshman, but somebody who can really uh, send it over the fence with some power 
like she's a senior. And there Yoshida goes inside at the knees, barely dodging it is Rath. So now the 2-2 count, two balls, two strikes, two outs. No runs in yet, but runners on first and second here in the fifth inning. Western Washington, the top of the fifth inning, visiting HPU here to start their road trip. This one's grounded to Leong. Over to first for the third out, and that retires the Vikings without any damage, but the visiting team still leads one to nothing. This is HPU Shark Softball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Do you own a business? Are you in charge of your building needs at your office or home? Then Google no more. Call Pioneer Electric Inc., Hawaii's premier electrical wholesaler and distributor. Locally owned and operated for over 50 years. We serve homeowners and the electrical industry throughout the island. Located at 228 Mohonua Place. Call 841-0107. That's 841-0107. Locally owned and operated and a proud sponsor of HPU Sports. Now back to Hawaii Pacific University. Shark Softball, presented by Hawaii Pacific Health. Creating a healthier Hawaii on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Kyle Galdera and Paul Brecht back with you live. HPU trying to get its first run of not only the ball game, but this afternoon across. They were shut out 4 to nothing in the first game today. So far being shut out in our second half of the double dip. But still within striking distance is HPU down one to nothing in the fifth inning here. Stepping up to the plate for HPU will be Genesis Guerrero, the freshman center fielder, number 18 for the Sharks, left-handed hitter. And she swings at the first pitch, an aggressive approach there. Coach Darnett Lono begging her players to be more aggressive and to look for that outside pitch because they've been struggling all season hitting the outside ball. Well, here you can see, and I actually just watched this swing from Guerrero. She's stepping out of the box a little bit instead of stepping forward. And that takes away your ability to reach out towards that outside por portion of the plate. And I wonder if that's something that a lot of Sharks are doing this season as they've struggled with that outside corner pitch. So after the ball down and away, Guerrero stepping back in. A great job so far by Hanako Hirai, the starting pitcher for Western Washington, yet to allow a run this season as a swing, a running swing and a miss by Guerrero there puts her in a 1-2 hole. Yeah, got a lock in here with two strikes. Uh, fight. Make sure you keep anything that's around the strike zone, uh, you know, being fought off, swinging. But you also don't want to extend the strike zone or extend the strike zone this ball slapped to left but just out of play nice approach there by Guerrero I will say Guerrero I, I mentioned it she had two at-bats two strikeouts uh, to start her season off but or no she didn't pardon I, I did mention it Guerrero did uh, have a nice at-bat the first time up uh, she hit it over to the third baseman once again now she's slicing it over towards that left field that left side of the field uh, I wonder if she's trying to aim it that way or if she is just a little bit late and the one-two pitch taken outside even in the count at two and two for Guerrero here the approach is anyway on as the number nine hitter will serve as the de facto leadoff batter here starting the fifth inning 
HPU with four hits so far today, in, in this game at least, nothing to show for it. And this pitch is swung on and missed. A nice change up there by Hirai, getting the freshman to strike out swinging. Yeah, excellent pitch there by uh, Hirai as Guerrero way out in front of that one. And uh, a, a really nice start here to the bottom of the fifth inning for Western Washington. And that'll flip the lineup card. It'll bring up Tiari Hernandez. She had two hits in the first game today. Nothing going for the leadoff batter in the second game, though. She came into this one batting 318, trying to add to her team leading batting average. As Hernandez takes the first pitch down and away for ball one. That strikeout of Guerrero, the first of the game for Hirai, by the way. Uh, pitcher who has been pitching far more to Sharks contact than trying to miss those Sharks bats. So one out here in the bottom of the fifth inning. HPU down one to nothing. Trying to do something as this ball taken high and away by Hernandez. Hernandez taking a look at her bat, now taking a big deep breath and getting back in the box. Standing basically even with the plate in that right-handed batter's box. Here's the pitch, and it's swung on and laced to left, but well foul. She'll come back now hitting with two strikes. Good job by Hernandez, getting her hands going early to get, that, her, get the bat to that ball inside, but... Just a little bit too early, she got her hands to it, pulls it down the left field line for a foul ball. So Hanako Hirai trying to remain in command of the HPU offense so far in the pitcher's circle for the Vikings. She rears back and delivers, and this one is low. A nice job by Hernandez letting that one go. She shakes her head after it goes by, says, nope, don't want that one, and the ump agrees with her as it moves to a three ball count. Vikings look to looking to improve on their five and three record while HPU trying to get their first win coming into this one at 0 and 8. And Hernandez draws the walk and gives a big let's go to the dugout. Trying to encourage her teammates as I mentioned a few times, HPU, even though they've struggled, they're still down by just one run as far as being able to tie the game. So with Hernandez on board now, we'll see what the freshman Emily Wheat can do, the designated player here for HPU. And that's a good point, Kyle. So far, HPU doing a really nice job keeping themselves in this one, just giving up the lone run on the home run from Wrath back in the fourth inning. Uh, but as that one sliced into right field, a diving play grabbed there. Uh, that was a nice job by the right fielder, Isabel Cargill, coming in with the diving catch. And that is a big move because if she would have let that get by her, not only would Wheat have gone to second, but Hernandez would have easily scored from first. Yeah, that's an excellent point. A do or die play there in right field. Dives, grabs the ball, and like you said, if that one gets by her, it's extra bases, a game, or a game tying run for HPU, and they continue to threaten with just one out. Now instead, two outs here and a runner on first. Here comes Tita Saunders, the number three hitter for HPU as Hernandez remains on first base, but now with two out. It's a big spot for HPU trying to get back in this game, get back in this series, the two-game series here against Western Washington. 
The Vikings, I mentioned, 5-3. and three. They play out of the GNAC, a very strong D2 conference in the Pacific Northwest. They have teams from Washington, Oregon, and even Canada with Simon Fraser coming down from British Columbia. And HPU will play more teams from the GNAC, including Simon Fraser, later on this week. So they're getting this uh, PacWest GNAC conference crossover de facto tournament started with this game today as this ball's blooped up the middle and a strong play by a shortstop. It's going to go Wrath over to the first baseman Fessenbeck to end the HPU rally in the fifth. Western Washington still leads one to nothing. This is HPU Shark Softball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. As Kanilehua Pitoy starts the sixth inning for Western Washington, let's pause 10 seconds for a station identification. You're listening to HPU Shark Softball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. KGU AM K236CR Honolulu is the Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM 760. Kyle Galdera and Paul Brecht here with you live at Sand Island Park. It's a beautiful day for softball. What started out as a cloudy afternoon has given way to a nice day for a doubleheader and it's been even more nice for the Vikings who have won the first game of our double dip and now lead the second game one to nothing here in the sixth inning Pitoy fouls a couple of balls away and now trails in the count one to two HPU lost the first game four to nothing following an impressive shutout performance by Marina Ramirez one of the D2 the top pitchers in the nation in D2 softball and then today, Hakano Hirai has held HPU scoreless through five. So a strong pitching performance by the Vikings. As this ball tossed in by Haley Yoshida of HPU to Patoy, even in the count at two and two. Patoy, the Roosevelt High School product, so a nice homecoming trip for her. She's a sophomore, hitting 281 coming into this game. And grounds this one to Leong over at second. Leong to first. Quickly retiring Pitoy, who's 0 for 3 to start this game. Yeah, tough uh, homecoming here for Pitoy uh, in game 2, 0 for 3 performance. And not for lack of effort, grounding out to third base. And then uh, twice now, she's uh, hit it to second base. Back in the third inning, lined out there. Now this time, a ground out. That'll bring up Fessenbeck, the senior first baseman. And she takes a strike on the outside corner. Brooke Fessenbeck started this game at the Mendoza line, hitting 200. And she actually made her way on with a walk earlier in this game. And she takes this one and fouls it right back our way. Did that ball ever come down? <laughs> no, I don't think so, uh, which disproves the phrase, uh, whatever goes up must come down. I, I guess not in this case. Clearly never watched a HPU Western Washington softball game. So Fessenbeck now trying to get her way on here in the sixth inning. The pitch is way outside. She takes it outside for ball two. One and two the count now. Fessenbeck to be followed by Davis, and if one of them get on, it'll be Christensen, the catcher up next. 
This ball way outside, even in the count at two and two. Haley Yoshida doing a great job today. Her only blemish was the solo home run hit by Rath in the third inning, and that came with two out. So not only did Rath get a two-out walk in the first inning, but then she did damage with that solo blast to left to give Western Washington its only run of the game. And then Haley Yoshida comes back right here with an off-speed pitch, getting Fessen back to strike out and putting Western Washington behind two outs here in the sixth inning. A really nice pitch there uh, by Yoshida. You mentioned it going off-speed to pick up her first strikeout of the afternoon, and there puts herself one out away from getting out of the sixth inning without giving up a run once again. Here's Amaya Davis stepping in, the third baseman. Doing a great job defensively today. Only one error for her and a bunch of strong ground ball plays and basically doing damage on the defensive side for the Vikings, preventing HPU from really countering on offense. Is this ball taken high and in tight? high and tight for a ball. You're right, Kyle uh, Davis. Been a real vacuum over at the hot corner today. You mentioned the one error, but otherwise a ton of opportunities for her to make plays, and she's made every single one outside of a single error. This ball smoked on the left field line. <laughs> Jumping out of the way is the Vikings head coach. That's Cheryl Gilmore her, in her fifth year. And Gilmore doing a nice uh, jump spin move down there and a big smile on her face. I think her squad got in here Wednesday with a bunch of rain and was wondering if they can get this, not only the series in, but then their games against Chaminade and Hilo in. But so far, and I'm knocking on wood for the rest of the weekend and our counterparts at Chaminade and Hilo, hopefully they can get those games in too because we're on pace to get this doubleheader in today. So far, it's been a happy Gilmore as well from... Uh her unit just being excellent both on the offensive and defensive side today. She's been letting out a big smile uh, as her team's been to bat. So the ball just a bit outside by Haley Oshida. We'll look to bounce back here. And the pitch is just off the corner. So that's going to be another two-out walk. This one collected by Davis. And that brings the catcher, Christensen, to the plate. Christensen comes to the plate one for two on the day. Had a single back in the second inning and then flew out to the center fielder in the fourth. She steps to the plate here with two outs and one on. Opportunity to continue this rally here uh, by Western Washington and try and give the Vikings an insurance run. The visiting team leading HPU one to nothing this ball. High and inside. Hawaii Pacific Health takes the team approach to providing the expert care you need when and where you need it. Together, we are creating a healthier Hawaii. Hawaii Pacific Health is proud to be the official health care partner of HPU Athletics, so thanks to them for making this broadcast possible. And making the rally possible is Christensen, who smokes a single down the third baseline for the second base runner, coming with two outs here in the sixth inning for the Vikings. Uh, smoked is an excellent term for that one. Feels like you could see the, the steam coming off the ball. Knocked that one so hard down the third baseline. Uh, no chance uh, for Larson. So we'll see what Haley Yoshida can do here. The good news is she has two outs here in the sixth inning. The bad news 
There are runners on first and second as the previous pinch hitter, McKenna Crum, who came in in the fifth inning and promptly delivered a double, gets called for strike one on the check swing here. A little bit too eager there. But Crum definitely showing her power as she dropped a double into short center field. She shows bunt here. Will most likely pull that back. She does indeed. And then takes this one high and outside, even in the count at one and one. I mentioned it before. Crum employs the uh, slap hitting strategy where she kind of gets a running start to go to her swing. And it's been effective. We mentioned how it also can kind of impact how an umpire calls the strike zone because it's harder to keep an eye on. Oh, and a slap hit. Goes right to the shortstop, a nice catch there. Looking into the sun by Konoe Tanegawa. And that shuts down the Vikings rally. HBU still trailing though, one to nothing. We'll go to the home half of the sixth inning. This is Shark Softball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. To maintain a quality home or commercial building, it all starts at the top. Kapili Solar Roofing and Painting is a trusted, local family-owned business that offers a complete range of services, including roof repairs and replacements, solar panels, and painting. With almost 15 years of service, their team of specialists can be counted on to provide the highest quality solutions to fit your needs. Visit KapiliRoof.com to schedule your free estimate. Kapili Roofing, building peace of mind, one roof at a time. This is HPU Shark Softball, brought to you in part by Pioneer Electric on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, AM 760, 95.1 FM, and online at hawaiisportsradio.com. Back here live at Sand Island Park, HPU six outs away from being shut out for the second time today, but on the positive side, they have six more outs in which to get back in this game. All they need is two runs. Trying to start a six-inning rally is the pitcher Haley Yoshida. She steps in there facing her opposing starter, Hanako Hirai. And Hirai delivers a ball high and away. Five shutout innings so far for Hirai. And now 12 straight scoreless innings tossed by Western Washington pitchers so far to start this doubleheader today. Good chance for HPU to rally. And this pitch is taken right down the middle for strike one. I believe that Haley Yoshida was taking all the way there, basically trying to get her way on any way she can. Yoshida back in there with the 1-1 count. As Hirai takes a long look at her wristband, gets the pitch and comes in, and Hirai probably swung at ball two there and pops it up to Avery over at third for a quick out number one here in the sixth inning. Uh, Yoshida gets eaten up inside. A nice pitch by Hirai to have that one ride the inside corner. And uh, ball just gets popped up to the third baseman. Easy out. Yeah, that was Amaya Davis at third making a nice play looking into the sun. And we're going to have another pinch hitter for the Sharks here. It'll be coming to the plate. Number 12, Gianna Kirschenbaum, the freshman. Kirschbaum, a right-handed hitter, stepping in there. She'll take the place of the shortstop, Tanigawa, at least on the offensive side of the ball. So Kirschbaum in there, ready to go. One out here in the sixth inning. HPU down by one. 
And promptly Kirschbaum swings at this one, pops it out of play. And you can see Coach Jarnett Lono doing anything she can to try to spark the HPU offense that has been really sluggish to start their homestand. As I mentioned earlier, now 12-plus innings without a run here in this doubleheader. Kirschbaum standing in there waiting for the Hirai pitch. She winds and delivers, and it's grounded up the middle, and a nice coaching move there, bringing in the pinch hitter who promptly delivers a single up the middle, and that's how you start a rally with the runner on first and just one out. That's exactly what the Sharks were looking for here because ideally you don't want to head into the final inning, your final ups still trailing you. You'd like to try and at least tie it up here and then have an opportunity to perhaps walk it off in the bottom of the seventh. A nice opportunity here for the Sharks as Kirschbaum gets on with one out. So coming to the plate is Brandy Leong, the senior second baseman. So far today, a couple of ground balls, one to third, one to short, and this one is taken in the dirt. A nice stop by the catcher, and she keeps it in front, picks it up, and then throws out Kirschbaum at second. So what started as a potential rally opportunity and then a potential wild pitch now turns into nobody on two out. And a great job by the Western Washington defense. Yeah, emotions are just all over the place if you're an HPU Sharks fan. All of a sudden, you got something going. Somebody on first with one out. A wild pitch to move him to second base turns into a great play by Christensen to throw her out at second. And now two out, nobody aboard for Leon. And the funny thing there was the umpire actually looked at his counterpart at first to kind of make sure he had the right call. And the umpire at first gave him the head nod, and then he called him out. I think he was almost surprised at how quickly the catcher got the ball down there, Christensen following the ball in the dirt. Here's Leong grounding at the third. It's in play over to first, and there is Leong throwing out again. It essentially goes three up, three down for HPU. We'll go to the seventh inning. Sharks still down by one. This is HPU Softball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Now back to Hawaii Pacific University. Shark Softball, presented by Hawaii Pacific Health. Creating a healthier Hawaii on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Top of the seventh inning, just about to get underway. Kyle Galdera and Paul Brecht here with you. And we mentioned we're at Sand Island Park. And you see it all at a field with a beach just hundreds of feet away to the right field. There's actually somebody getting a suntan on here on this Saturday afternoon. And it's nice to say that after... So much rain heading into today. The sun has finally returned. If you would have told me that when I first got here today, I would have laughed in your face. Thankful, though, that the uh, softball god smiling down on us to get both, both games of the doubleheader in today with very minimal rain. Taylor Karami leading things off for Western Washington. This one grounded back to pitcher Haley Yoshida, who calmly snags it. And tosses over to first base. That's grabbed by Hernandez for out number one. You said it calmly. Yoshida just snags it right out of the air after one hop and whips it right on over to first base to Hernandez for the first out of the inning. And uh, tell you what, Yoshida has really had herself an impressive performance in game two here today. Uh, just the one run on the home run by Rath back in the third inning. And Yoshida starts off Kinsey Williams with a fastball down the middle, a swinging strike. 
something to note as well. To keep Wrath from having another at-bat in this one, they're going to have to make sure that the Vikings are sat down. One, two, three. They already did that by getting the first batter, Karami. One and one, the count to Williams following the ball from Yoshida. The Vikings looking to maybe add an insurance run or two here as Williams takes this one way outside. Looking ahead to the Sharks in the bottom of the seventh inning. If they can move ahead with no runs allowed, they'll be basically chasing one to tie, and two runs would give them the potential walk-off win. And it's going to be the 7-8-9 hitter starting for the Sharks with Hoku Ching. This ball grounded to Leong at second, tossed to first. Quickly, two outs gathered by the Sharks here in the top of the seventh. And exactly what I said the Sharks would want to keep the hot-hitting uh, Haley Rath on the bench uh, from getting another at-bat in this one responsible for the lone run in this game. So it'll be up to Isabel Cargill if Western Washington is going to continue their offensive output in this game. 0 for 3 so far, a grounder to second, grounder to first, and then a fly out to the right side. So definitely a pull hitter in Cargill. Now she takes this one down the middle. Nice job on the off-speed pitch by Yoshida, throwing off the timing of the right fielder. Yeah, I mentioned it at the top of this inning. Yoshida really has had herself an impressive pitching performance today, and it's realistically only gotten better as she's gone on. So Cargill standing in there, down 0-1 in the count. This pitch smacked down the left side, just foul. And I believe, now that I look down the third base line, staying in the game for HPU is going to be the pinch hitter Gianna Kirschbaum. So I thought that the former third baseman, Kanoi Tanegawa, might have re-entered, but Kirschbaum is indeed going to stay in the game at third. So she gets her first defensive action, and she shields her eyes from the sun shining in from beyond the first baseline here at Sand Island. So Cargill in there, takes this one just outside for a ball. A good call there by the umpire. I like that pitch, though, from Yoshida. Nice job seeing how far you can expand the zone to the outside corner and not give anything in to Cargill, who has really tried to do all of her damage to the right side today rather than the left. So Yoshida looking in, trying to retire Cargill here, and Cargill smacks one to right. Will the wind push this out? Not yet, not yet but just up against the fence and too close to the fence for the right fielder to make a play. That was Hoku Ching who led up before crashing into the fence. And that ball dropping will give Cargill another shot at the plate. Yeah, the ball might not have gotten fully out of the field of play, but definitely got far enough towards the fence where Ching no longer felt comfortable to pursue it. So Cargill back in there, the left-handed batter facing the right-handed Yoshida. Yoshida rocks and delivers. This one smacked up the middle, and that's going to fall in. Cargill, like you said earlier, Paul, not only getting on base, but bringing in the hot-hitting Haley Rath for another chance at the plate today. Yeah, I mentioned why it was important for the Sharks, but uh, equally important, you could argue, for the Vikings to bring up who's one of your best hitters, especially today, uh, gets her another at-bat, and not only an at-bat, 
uh, in the inning. Another at-bat with somebody on base as well. So uh, putting one over the fence would triple the lead, make it from one to three, and we've already discussed the offensive woes for the Sharks thus far this season. And you mentioned Rath with the solo home run in the third inning. That provided all the scoring that Western Washington has needed today as the Vikings lead HPU one to nothing here in the top of the seventh inning. The Sharks have one more offensive at bat before Western Washington would prevail in this one, in this seven inning contest. This ball grounded foul. That'll even the count at one apiece. Rath just protecting there, staying alive, making sure that that pitch that had a little bit of the inside corner gets fought off and she continues to go in this one. So it's actually a two-strike count on Rath here. Rath also walked to start this game for the Vikings. Here's the pitch and swung on and missed. A good job there by Haley Oshida of getting the power hitting Rath to swing and miss. And it's winning time for HPU right around the corner. Sharks down by one. This is HPU Softball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. You're listening to HPU Softball, brought to you in part by Kapili Solar Roofing and Painting on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, AM 760, 95.1 FM, and hawaiisportsradio.com. So after a rough day at the plate, HPU is down to its final three outs. They were shut out in our first game of the doubleheader today, 4 to nothing, Trail 1 to nothing here in the bottom of the seventh in game number two. And it's going to be up to Hoku Ching to start things off here in the seventh frame. It'll be 7-8-9 for the Sharks here. Bottom of the seventh, a quick swing by Ching. It's out of play, though. Fortunate for her and Coach Jarnett Lono. <laughs> kind of smiles at her hitter because previous to the at-bat, she had told her hitter to be patient, and there she goes swinging at the first pitch. Yeah, well, coach doesn't always know best, or maybe they do, uh, because in this case, Coach Lono obviously knowing uh, what's up there. This time, Ching just fouls it off down 0-1 in the count. And she takes ball one outside, even in the count at 1-1. One one. Ching, a junior. So far today with a single and then a ground out to third. The right fielder looking to get something started for the Sharks. Another gem pitched here today by Hanako Hirai as the starter for Western Washington tosses this one outside. So two and one now the count to Ching. And there's the patience that you just chatted about and Coach Lono looking for Ching to show in this at bat and it's good advice because if you are the Sharks you don't need to make up that run all in one swing you just want to kind of put together good at bats hits walks however you can good at bat for Ching as a single goes up the middle and just like that the Sharks have a runner on first nobody out bottom of the seventh inning trailing by one run Excellent at-bat to open things up here in the bottom of the seventh as the Sharks try and pull this one out. And it looks like we're going to get a pinch hitter right here as well. Yeah, from our vantage point, it looks like it's going to be Kaylin Dosh, the freshman outfielder. And she'll come in to hit for Larson. So part of me wonders if this is almost a designated bunter situation where maybe the freshman can get a great 
opportunity to move Ching from first to second, knowing that HPU needs to score at least one here before they lose this game one to nothing. That's a good call out right there, Kyle. Just something to continue giving HPU an opportunity to get that tying run. So Dosh standing in there, the Western Washington defense kind of thinking along the lines of what we were talking about as the corners creep in, trying to guard against the bunt. Outfield playing straight away. Here's the pitch. It's actually swung on and hit down the line. Is it in? It's just foul. Holy smokes, about two feet away from not only tying the game, but Dosh would have been in there with a double. Wow, what a game of inches this is as that hit would have been huge for the Sharks. But after all that, it's just a long strike. Oh, after all that, just a long strike indeed. But uh, for the Sharks, all day you've been scr or, uh, scratching and clawing to get any type of offense going in there. Would have been a clutch double as a pinch hitter, but unfortunate for them, you mentioned it, game of inches, foul ball, long strike. And Dosh swings at this one. I thought it was a foul ball, but it's going to be a grounder to the pitcher, and that'll be an infield single because there was no misplay on it at all. So actually, that ends up being a swinging single into the pitcher's circle. And see, <laughs> now the umpires are going to talk about it. I thought it was a foul ball. Nobody else saw it as of now, but the umpires will talk it over. No, I'm with you, Kyle. I'm uh, My immediate gut instinct was that it was a foul ball and that's exactly what the call is going to be as they bring the batter back uh, an unlucky break for the Sharks as it looked like they had gotten away with one there uh, instead uh, Dorsch will come back to the plate and on the flip side a great job of coaching there by Cheryl Gilmore of asking the home plate umpire for help and doing it in a respectable way so that not to cause confrontation but yet she gets what she wants the play was overturned and back goes Dosh to the plate with one ball, two strikes, and a runner on first with nobody out. So here's the one-two pitch. It is taken just a bit outside, even in the count at two and two. Gutsy take there by Dosh uh, at ball. Outside corner once again, it's been this recurring theme throughout the day and throughout this season for the HPU Sharks. A great job taking it there and not expanding the zone in a two-strike count. So the freshman with a big at-bat here. And she takes it to left field, but foul again, just a bit ahead of it. And it's nice to see the aggressive swing by Dosh and a little power to the freshman. We'll see if she can now locate it into fair territory and then get that ball down. Yeah, you said it, Dosh. Aggressive at the plate, but I, I've really liked that. You mentioned she might be coming in as a designated bunter spot, but she has proven us wrong in this one. Like you mentioned, she's roping them down the left field line, just unable to keep them fair for now. So here's the 2-2 pitch. Dasha waits and now takes it outside for ball three. So now we're full, three and two, no out. One runner on HPU down, one to nothing here in the bottom of the seventh. They need one to tie, two to win. And what a win it would be. It would be the Sharks' first win of the 2023 season as they're currently 0-8. And those are the type of wins that really turn seasons around and get momentum started would be a big one here for the Sharks. Payoff pitch down low in the dirt. It'll be ball four. And just like that, Sharks have runners on first and second. 
Dosh moving to first, Ching to second. Nobody out here in the seventh. And we're gonna have another pinch hitter. This is veteran Neva Poland coming in to pinch hit. She'll take the place of the freshman Guerrero. And Coach Lono talking to the pinch hitter now, basically saying the defense will be looking for bunt. So can you maybe exploit that for a hit and try to move the runners over that way? A big spot in this game for the sophomore coming off the bench. You mentioned it. Uh, Coach Lono going with a little bit more experience rather than the, uh, the newness of Guerrero, though Guerrero had herself a pair of nice at-bats earlier in the game. Uh, here you just need to put the ball in play. You got to make sure these runners advance, especially with no outs here. You want to have the opportunity to score that runner from third base with one out instead of having them remain at second. So a big moment here. Poland steps in, fakes the bunt. The runners don't advance on that ball in the dirt. And I wonder here if Poland is just going to do the fake bunt until you get a strike strategy, trying to not only rack up the balls, but also maybe get a wild pitch and move the runners over without actually having to lay down the bunt. Oh, that's a good point. Poland, uh, by showing bunt, does uh, get into the pitcher's head just a little bit. And that ball on the fake bunt outside again as starting pitcher Hakano Hirai seems a bit shaken here in the seventh inning after allowing a leadoff single to Ching and then a walk to the pinch hitter Dosh. And finally, the head coach for Western Washington, Cheryl Gilmore, will make the mound or the pitcher's circle visit. There are no mounds in softball. But obviously a big situation here knowing that Western Washington was three outs away from a doubleheader sweep. Now they're just one big hit away from a doubleheader split. That's how close this game can swing on one potentially bad pitch. Yeah, and that's why I really like this visit by Gilmore. Goes out, gives your team a chance to reset, recalibrate, take a breath, and uh, here you let them know what you want them to do, especially in a situation like this where there's a potential bunt being placed down. You want to know exactly where you're going with the ball. So after the timeout, Neva Poland back into the batter's box, ahead in the count, 2-0. Runners on first and second, no out. HPU trailing one to nothing. Here's the pitch. Another bunt is put down, and Poland runs into the first baseman, but the ball had already trickled out of bounds, so no interference in play. That would have been interesting had the fielder gotten in the way because Poland has that line. So that could have affected the way that the fielders picked the ball up. However, it goes down in the scorebook as just a strike. So two and one now the count on Neva Poland. And these are the things, those are the reasons you listen to the broadcast, right? You can't just look at the box score and find that out. So Poland, oh, with the slash bunt, one of my favorite plays in baseball and softball. Both of the corners crashed. Poland pulled the bat back and took a full swing. And anything down the lines would have been not only a, a hit, but would have been a one-run scoring potentially game-winning hit. So here we are, two and two now. Neva Poland stepping in there, faking the bunt again. Runners on first and second, nobody out. Poland pulls the bunt back, now swings. A ground ball to short. It is a short dribbler, and she's going to beat it out. It's going to be an infield hit, and just like that, Sharks all over the bases. Nobody out here in the bottom of the seventh. Yeah, an excellent at-bat right there by Poland to 
put that ball in play, and uh, once again we see it in no man's land. Just kind of an impossible play for Rath to make. She fields it and then eats the ball to make sure that no other runners advance and she doesn't throw it away. And a big at-bat here for Tiaria Hernandez, the ever-so-confident leadoff hitter for the Sharks. Stepping in with bases loaded, knowing that all she has to do is make a productive out to get the tying run in. Here we go. The pitch is outside. Hernandez tells her runner on third, stay put. You also don't want to extend or expand the zone once again here. No outs for the Sharks. Bases loaded. You have all the ability in the world to be patient. So here's Hernandez looking for a potential game tying, maybe even a game winning hit here as she takes this one low and outside for ball two. Even a game tying walk would be nice. Yeah, you mentioned it. Hernandez, one of the best hitters on the day, one of the best hitters on this Sharks team, exactly who Coach Lono probably would want up if she had her pick of anybody to come up in a situation like this. She's already ahead 2-0 and looking for a pitch she can do damage with. Here's the 2-0 pitch. Hernandez takes it outside for ball three, so a perfect hitter's count. I'm guessing Hernandez will be taking, but the hot hitter, might have the green light here, and what a hit it would be if Hernandez could bring in not one, but two, and win this game for the Sharks. Yeah, don't want to be uh, the hero and do something out of the ordinary, but Hernandez knows. Oh, Hernandez takes a high strike. Three and one now the count. She was already a quarter of the way down to first base. She thought she had drawn the game-tying walk, but she'll get back in the box knowing now she can play the hero at the dish. I was just going to say, you don't want to do anything too much and uh, try and be the hero and end up hitting into a double play that doesn't get a run home. Instead, she doesn't swing at that one. I agree with that. Has to be perfect here on 3-1. Here's a 3-1 pitch in the dirt, and there's the walk. A big let's go by Hernandez to the dugout, and we are tied at one as the tying run comes in. That's Ching scoring from third. The winning run in Dosh moves over to third base and just like that HPU scoreless all day now they've tied it up one to one and are one run away from getting their first win of the season here at Sand Island Park. And just what resilience the Sharks have shown here today they have not had their best offensive stuff hitting but their defense has really stepped up since a few uh, mental and physical errors in that first game really showed out in the second one and has provided them this opportunity here to steal away a victory from Western Washington. So here's another freshman, Emily Wheat, stepping in. What a big moment this would be for the hitter. And we're going to get a change from Western Washington. I wonder if they're going to swap out their pitcher, perhaps. And they are indeed going to do that. So with no out, bottom of the seventh inning, we're tied at one. And going to the pitcher's circle is going to be Alexis Slater. The freshman coming in to relieve Hanako Hirai. So the starting pitcher Hirai cannot get the win. She could get the no decision, but if HPU does score here, she'll be saddled with the loss. Yeah, you could see Hirai starting to kind of shake her left arm there, and you, you wondered if fatigue was starting to set in a bit for the southpaw pitcher for uh, Western Washington. I, I was curious if... Uh, Gilmore was going to allow her 
to continue after giving up two leadoff runners. Um, here we see Gilmore makes the change with nobody out and the bases juiced in a tie ball game. And interesting to watch Coach Jarnett Lono talking to Wheat, basically noting that Slater is delivering a lot of low pitches. So the coach was telling her player, look for that high ball because knowing that you have no outs on a runner on third, you can get that sack fly as opposed to maybe grounding out to an infield that, that could cut them home and maybe even get a double play. Yeah, the Sharks have put themselves in a really good position. If they can just hit this ball to the outfield, they have nobody out here. Runners in scoring position, you don't want to make any base running errors that run you out of this inning, but you also don't want to help out um, you don't want to help out Western Washington by being too patient, by being too picky, by being too selective. So here we are. Bases loaded, nobody out. Bottom of the seventh inning, HPU looking for their first win of the season and are in prime position with the freshman Emily Wheat up to bat and the new pitcher Alexis Slater in the pitching circle. Slater looks in, checks her wristband. Wheat awaits. Here comes the pitch, taken up and high for ball one. A good job there by the freshman, waiting for her pitch, being selective. Continue to be patient here. Remember, that was Coach Lono's message at the beginning of this bottom of the seventh inning. You know, you still have to make them come to you. Still have three outs to play with here if you're the Sharks. Here's the 1-0 pitch. It's high and away again. And just like Coach Lono was saying, don't look for the low pitches, look for the high ones, but let the balls go. Here's Wheat ahead, 2-0. And it looked like Coach Lono just communicated to Wheat, hey, make sure she throws a strike before you swing. So Wheat with the fake bunt with the take one signal on, and this one is in there for a strike. So the first time Slater has found the plate in her relief appearance today. Already in is Hoku Ching. She tied the game after a single. Dosh is on third. Poland on second. And after the walk, Hernandez on first. Here's Wheat with a 2-1 count. Up high for a ball. It's not ball four, but it's a wild pitch, and that's going to score the run anyway. It's a good thing that... Wait, let's hear what the umpires are saying here. I think that is the end of the game. It's going to be a walk-off wild pitch. So HPU gets their first win of the season on semi-dramatic style. We were trying to figure out exactly what the result is there, but positive news for the Sharks. They come back down 1-0 and win this one 2-1, and more importantly, get their first win and salvage a doubleheader split. Uh, what a win by the Sharks. Come back, great resilience in this one. Uh, Could have really packed it in after a tough first game where we saw Marine Ramirez really put on for the Vikings. And then in this one, they attack right away. And even though they couldn't get anything going in terms of runs until that final inning, kept fighting, kept fighting, kept fighting, and kept this one right within striking distance, ultimately come out with their first victory of the season. And when we come back, we'll wrap things up. Again, a big win, the first win for the Sharks in 2023, 2-1 over Western Washington. This is Shark Softball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. This is HPU Shark Softball, brought to you in part by Pioneer Electric on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, AM 760, 95.1 FM, and online at hawaiisportsradio.com. Back here at Sand Island Park, a victorious end to the game for the Sharks, and it's something that hasn't been said in 2023 until this point. 
as the Sharks softball team gets a 2-1 to victory over visiting Western Washington and more importantly gets a split to this doubleheader after falling 4 nothing in the first game. And it was the freshman Emily Wheat with the walk-off walk. We thought it was a wild pitch because I had thought the count was 2-1. and one. It was actually 3-1, and one, so that made it to the point where even if it wasn't a wild pitch because it was a ball, HPU gets the walk-off win. And a great job by the Sharks of getting it started with Hoku Ching single. And then the pinch hitter came off the bench. That was Kaylin Dorsch. She got a walk and then a single by Neva Polin, followed by a game-tying walk by Hernandez. And then it was Wheat with the game-winning walk. So a great job by HPU. Hanging around, hanging around, down one to nothing in the bottom of the seventh. Got two big runs and won the game. Yeah, let that be a lesson to teams. You can't allow other teams to just stick around when you have an opportunity to really open up the game, to give yourself those insurance runs, the insurance lead. you got to do it, uh, especially against a team like HPU, who has shown in the past they can battle. They've shown this season they can battle and picks up a big-time first win of the season and now looks to get it more going as they continue the slate. So Haley Yoshida, the pitcher for HPU, picks up the win. She improves to 1-1 one and one in the season, whereas Hanako Hirai is saddled with the loss. She falls to 0-1 on the young campaign. And looking at our electrifying player of the game brought to you by Pioneer Electric, I think we're going to have to give it today to Hoku Ching. She finished not only 2 for 3, but had the big single to start the rally in the 7th, scored the game tie and run, and was a big factor in right field for the Sharks all day long. So Hoku Ching is our electrifying player of the game, brought to you by Pioneer Electric, Inc., providing Hawaii's contractors with top-quality electrical supplies for homes and businesses. What a fun day of softball. We're happy to have gotten it in after some precarious weather earlier. So, again, a big shout-out goes to Battery Bill for providing the EcoFlow Pro to keep us powered up throughout our doubleheader and also to the Marinol softball coach and team headed by John Uekawa and the Hawaii Softball Association, the foundation actually for providing this excellent Sand Island field to use here for D2 softball. Also a big mahalo goes out to our in-studio engineer Chaz Antai for keeping us on time and online throughout the afternoon. Our on-site technical producer Kule Agbayani who you can catch every morning every weekday morning that is at 8 a.m. in the den wake up in the den with her and most times Alan Mia on Hawaii Sports Radio Network DJ Wink in the house keeping us rocking with our stats and music here at Sand Island and of course our analyst Paul Brecht you get the last word again my friend before we sign off from Sand Island yeah, what an awesome day it ended up being uh a little worrisome coming on in as it rained it was wet it wasn't real nice but like i said ends up being a nice day not just in terms of weather but also for the hpu sharks as they claw out and bite out a doubleheader split here today against western washington picking up their first win of the season uh, as they head into the weekend and you said it best the sharks take a bite out of the vikings and get their first win of 2023 Hopefully it's many more, and you can catch more Sharks action, not only softball, but baseball and even prep sports coming up this spring here on HSRN. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll hope to catch you soon on air and online for our hardworking crew. I'm Kyle Galdera. Take care and aloha.
You've been listening to Hawaii Pacific University Softball, presented by Hawaii Pacific Health, creating a healthier Hawaii, and brought to you by Kapili Solar Roofing and Painting, building peace of mind one roof at a time, and by Pioneer Electric, providing Hawaii's contractors with top quality supplies since 1964. This has been a special presentation of HPU Athletics on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network on AM 760 and 95.1 FM, and online at Hawaii sportsradio.com we return you to regular scheduled programming